Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand Cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print-on-demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Print on Demand cast. As always, I'm Josiah, and I'm joined this time, not virtually, not over Skype, <laughs> not via uh, the internet with fancy uh, green screen backdrops. No, this time, Travis is actually sitting directly across from me. We're recording on location here, the What Four Apparel Woo-hoo! offices. Travis, what's up, man? I'm, I'm doing good, man. It's great to see your face. Uh, I think we're going we're gonna to have a beer or two after this and probably yes. go hot tubbing and, yep. you know... Um, I don't know that maybe that's too much information or yeah no I mean <laughs> I, I mean I guess it leaves um, some things to be inferred by the I don't, I don't really know I don't really know uh, the, the the biggest question I think is is will we stay on topic and on task more or less now that we are recording in person in the same uh, vicinity um, time will tell yes we'll see uh, apologies in advance to those listening if we go on any <laughs> rabbit trails nonetheless uh, we're here again with episode four of the print on demand cast we're going to be talking about i guess the main topic uh is what do you want to be when you grow up uh which is really just talking about business models right Uh, but we'll get into that uh, in just a second but first as always we always have a point of interest something to a little nugget something to to give you guys um before we get to the main topic so with that being said we're going to cue that familiar sound and go straight into the point of interest You know what time it is. POD cast coming at you. The point of interest. The part of the show with Travis and Joe Sia tell you something you should know. The point of interest. So grab your paper and pen and jot down some notes. Let the learning begin. The point of interest. So Travis, tell the people, what is this week's point of interest? Sure. Well, um, you know, we kind of batted it back and forth for a little bit, and um, we landed on products that you might not think to sell with print on demand. Um, You know, we all kind of, well, not all of us, but if you're in print on demand for any time, you you probably know someone. If you don't do it yourself, you do shirts, you know, you do mugs, um, maybe some other apparel. Uh, that that type of thing, but there's there's a whole bunch of different products you can print. And so today we're just going to touch on three, yeah. so we don't you know it's not an exhaustive list by any means, but it might you know kind of pique your interest. It might even get you um, exploring on the internet a little bit to see some of the other opportunities that you have in print on demand. So right. so Josiah, um, I know you're doing. Uh, 
pretty well with this first one. Why don't you kind of kind of share the first one with us? Yeah. So the first one that you might not think to sell using print on demand, but will do you very well. Uh, again, as Travis said from personal experience, I know this is, is how unprofessional. I'm going to silence my. Phone. Wow! You just wow. made a sale. That is the yeah. <laughs> something did sell, so <laughs> that I am okay with. Um, so the first thing that you can sell that you might not think to is pillow covers. Um, my mm. wife had the idea of selling pillow covers and printing on them. Mm. And uh, Jason and I thought it was the dumbest thing we've ever heard. <laughs> uh, prob- probably because we, do, we, not probably, we don't understand the fascination with pillow covers, but I'm telling you, um, mm. you know, we just sell the pillow covers, not the inserts, right. just the covers. Um, and so real easy to ship. Super easy to ship, very light. You can offer, you know, different colors and sizes, but um, people love pillow covers, specifically yeah. women. It's, it's a very home decor niche, but I didn't know this, but women love to change out their pillow covers seasonally. Mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, fall, summer, holiday theme. I mean, it's insane. So you might not think of that when you enter into the print-on-demand game, but I'm telling you that it is a very lucrative um, market to get into, for sure. Yeah, I know you guys are doing DTG on yours. You're using, like, 100% cotton-type right. uh, pillows. But I also know yep. there's a lot of people that are doing, um, you know, using a polyester and using a sublimation mm-hmm. uh, print, so they can kind of do an all-over type print right um i I think there's definitely market for both of them you guys are specifically familiar with kind of the throw pillow 16 by 16 18 by 18 20 by 20 those sizes right is is that correct yeah uh 18 by 18 20 by 20 um seem to be the most popular and you're right sublimation is is another route to go we are doing dtg and um if, if you're if you're wondering what those words mean we'll get into that in another episode but um, the different different ways to print, but yeah, we're doing DTG, and uh, I would love to do sublimation. I'd love mm-hmm. to do all over print because it is something we're asked about pretty frequently. Interesting. Um, uh, people want to know if they can do all over print. Right now, we can't print edge to edge just because of the of the functionality of the printer. But if we were to offer an alternative and do sublimation, it'd be great. So yeah, there's multiple ways to go about it for sure. Yeah. Well, the second one that we've got uh, in our point of interest. Um, products that you wouldn't think to sell on print on demand is another one that you guys, I, I had not heard of this before. Well, I, I'd heard of a version of this. I didn't hear, I hadn't heard about the way you guys were going about it. So why don't you tell us about that one? Yeah. The second one is wooden signs, uh, another home decor, um, item. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, the dimensions, how, how big they are, but yeah, we, direct to garment print on wooden signs another idea that that's crazy uh, my wife had and it was it's very much um the learning it was, it was a learning curve <laughs> well uh, let me just tell you a quick story because yeah. when i i had you know basically i had a, I had a dtg also i had the same right. printer that you guys have yep. and uh when i i wanted to do the same thing mm-hmm. i thought you know it'd be really cool i had a, i in my facility i had a guy that was two doors down from me that made skateboards and i thought man if i could wow. print on his skateboards that would be so freaking cool yeah. so i actually got a piece of wood um and fired up my dtg and just put it in there and just to see what would happen and it just 
pooled up ink like <laughs> nobody's business. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, this this won't work. I just yeah. I tested it once, decided it wouldn't work, and yeah, I put it away. It. Yeah, yeah and, and, that, and obviously I was completely wrong. Well... It was a learning process, much to Jason's credit. I, you know, it's it's funny because he and I both have things that one, the other of us know how to print, <laughs> and the other person has never touched. <laughs> uh, and, and wood signs are are his his uh, his, his jam. It's his jam. <laughs> he learned it. It's very much spray some pre-treat, brush it on. It's very, mm. it's a very involved, pro, more involved than um, t-shirts for sure. But he, he figured out a process to make it work, and we do, we do white signs and black signs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a guy locally um, that we both know, Graham, who makes our signs for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're all handmade, legitimately. And on, on Etsy, that's a huge, sure, huge yeah. thing. Um, I love that. So they do very, very well on the Etsy platform as well. So, um, But, yeah, skateboards are interesting. I would love, I guess that's UV printing. Is it not? Is that what? Yeah, he was talking. I, I don't know. He was talking about um, putting it actually underneath the external, like the last piece of oh, like um, finish. Yeah, his kind his, his last uh, enamel or, or um, yeah, whatever the process is. I, I, I don't know. But he was talking about a lot of people. They'll print on rice paper and then put that rice paper underneath that last finish. Um, to get wow. what you're seeing maybe in the stores. So I, I don't know if oh he, gosh. you know, if he knows what he's talking about, he obviously knew more than me <laughs> right. about skateboards, yeah. but yeah. I was just trying to figure out a way to, you know, um, just print on the outside of them yeah. once he finished it. Yeah, but, totally. um, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even think about the pre-treat and obviously you want to make sure that you're using really low levels of ink because you right. don't want it to pool. You want it to yeah. hopefully seep in. And I, I would, I would assume that the wood that you choose probably has a lot to do with you know you need yeah. you need a wood that'll accept more moisture right. um, you know if, if it's a harder wood I would think that um, you know would the, the it would pool up or it'd have a yeah. better chance of smearing or something yeah. like that yeah. so I'm sure you guys yeah. had to go through yeah, a lot we, of we burned trial and a error lot, a lot of signs yeah um, and, ha- and had the same re- uh, outcome you did initially with you know just pulling up on on us um, mm-hmm so yeah, it was it was an extensive learning process, but he, he we've got it dialed in, and we we sell a handful. I mean, we have sign day in the in the production room. It's like we just mm-hmm. let them all kind of accumulate and then mm-hmm. ship them all out at once. And um, I mean, we actually even put the frames like the wood frames around the sign. We we'll mm-hmm. nail them in and get them all good to go. So it's very it's cool. Um, it's a really cool process. So for for the third the third one. Um, we don't sell. I know you can do this, and I think it's mm-hmm. primarily sublimation-based, but Travis, tell the people what the third uh, item is. Yeah, so the third item that you might not think to sell with print-on-demand is puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, we're kind of, you know, we've got this global pandemic going on, and and when it first hit, when the stay-at-home orders first hit, you couldn't find a puzzle in any anywhere. I mean, they were just going like crazy. Yep. It would have been an awesome opportunity if you know you were selling the thing that nobody could get. Seriously, the, yeah. The cool thing about them is um, these puzzles. They are, like you say, they are sublimation. So you need like a flat press yeah. um, to to be able to do them. So you are limited in size by the size of your press um, to the size of puzzle that you can actually do and the size of printer that you have right, right. Um, because 
the, we'll, again, we'll get into it later, but you have to print out the print that you're going to use to then sublimate onto the puzzle uh, when you're doing that. But um, I know, you know, a lot of the companies out there, they carry these different size puzzles. They even have um, uh, like little boxes that you can actually sublimate that you can put the puzzles inside. So, I mean, you could get as, you know, as... Um, as fancy as, as you want. Yeah, as fancy as you want. But yeah. um, I, I actually did get a little sample si- uh, a sample set of some puzzles, and I uh, got a friend to send me a picture, and um, and I sublimated his family's portrait onto a oh, wow. onto a puzzle, and how'd it come out? Came out came out fine. You know, I mean, it came out really nice and vibrant. Like you know, sublimation is a great, great. yeah, it's yeah. great medium for really getting vibrant colors. Yeah. Um, and and I sent it to him just as a you know, know hey thanks for being my friend he's a he's a good dude and has helped me with a lot of other things and um he he loved it i mean i never got into it as far as selling it but i know that um you know that's that's one of those kind of uh opportunities that just people aren't really i don't think taking full advantage of particularly with with the idea of doing them custom Mm -hmm. you know using that hey send us your picture we'll put it on a puzzle i I can see that going real being really huge particularly as a lot of people are kind of shut in. They don't have a lot to do. If we go, if this continues, this COVID thing <laughs> continues, and we get into the winter months, and yeah. I mean, people are just—they're not going to go out. Yeah, I mean, I know my wife. You know, I—I'm um, good with puzzles, like at a two hundred or less limit. <laughs> limit. <laughs> right. My wife gets really ambitious. She's like, oh, "I found this like two thousand piece puzzle," and I was like, "That have fun." Like the worst <laughs> thing. I agree. I, I totally I agree. Could, my wife's the same I way. Can, I can do the the edges because it's simple mm-hmm. i know which ones to look for but if you're wanting me to piece out the blue pieces from the green pieces <laughs> i would rather stick bamboo shoots underneath my fingernails <laughs> that's like the worst form of entertainment for me but my wife loves it and it's, it's a it's a family i mean her family's done it forever all of her family loves to do puzzles Ugh. but uh, that being said as you're talking, I can see because there's there's many people like my wife yeah, and your wife. There's, there's a huge market for uh, it. A huge market for it to mm-hmm. put it on Etsy and say, you know, send us your picture. People have their families or their pets or their yeah. whatever. So that's and, and it's um it's one of those things you can use. It's sublimation is one of those mediums that you can leverage that one medium of printing for multiple products you know yeah. substrates mm-hmm. so um puzzles i think is huge and something i'm actually going to suggest to my wife to say hey fourth quarter you should think about puzzles because yeah. she'll shoot it down at first but i want this victory she got the pillows <laughs> i want the puzzles <laughs> i want that victory <laughs> well, that's an awesome awesome strategy for q4 man yeah all right well that has been the point of interest segment yes so now we are going into the main event, the the topic of this episode for the Pin on the Main Cast. Main event. Main event. Main event. It's the main event. Um, Travis, you know as well as I do that in any form of business, whether it's sales, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. shiny object syndrome is the realest thing. <coughs> um, mm. Many people suffer. We have suffered from shiny objects syndrome. Who, so me? It's always good to, at least starting out, kind of nail down what you want to be, what yeah. the end goal is. Right. And maybe maybe the end goal is different from where you're at now. So maybe it's 
the end goal and then where do you start either way you got to pick a lane and roll with that mm-hmm. otherwise you'll get what i learned to be called analysis paralysis which is an old amazon seller term that mm-hmm. i learned rm rmrc shout out to rmrc <laughs> um so uh so travis tell tell people the first we have three kind of business models that kind of encompass a lot of different stuff but uh tell people what the first option is when it comes to crown on demand and business models yeah i i um, before i do that i do i want to also mention it i think that um you know when you say when you say you want to kind of pick a lane and you want to stay in it i totally agree but i also feel like that lane can morph considerably i mean both sure. of us sure you know started our you know our business journey if you will really with you know selling online and it was it was in a arbitrage type way buy low right. buy something low sell it for more than you may and mm-hmm. and then we finally kind of came to print on demand right um and I mean, your journey and my journey are, are very similar, right. um, and they're still kind of morphing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think specifically for print on demand, uh, one of the the one of the ways that a lot of people get started, and a lot of people continue in this lane for a long, long time. It's it's basically drop shipping. Um, you could also cons- you could also say it's outsourcing your yeah. printing. You yeah. know, so. Um, a lot of these people, uh, myself included. So um, my journey started with um, kind of the next phase that we'll talk about in a second. And then I moved back to drop shipping. Right. Um, and so I have, you know, thousands and thousands of listings on different channels and I have other people fulfill them for me. So I basically make the sale on a channel and then someone else produces that piece of uh, that product and drop ships it to my end customer. So you can do that through sales channels like I'm doing it, but you can also do that. Um, I also have a Shopify store, you know, where I have a specific kind of type of shirt that I sell. And um, you guys actually produce that shirt for me. Uh, My Shopify store is connected to your print. Right partner or, you know, connected to your, yeah, your ship station and you guys print those for me. So, um, so it doesn't have to just be on different sales channels. It can be your own sales channel, like a Shopify store, or perhaps you're a graphic artist and you have a, a, a great brand that you've started or, you know, you're an influencer on, on Instagram or Twitter or uh, TikTok, and you have a huge following and you want to start a brand. Well, You know, this is exactly what the perfect business model for you to jump into uh, print on demand is, is the drop shipping model. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. And you guys, have you guys ever done any drop shipping? I mean, I guess you maybe have to supplement some of your uh, product creation. um, In the early stages and even still here and there, um, before we brought embroidery on board, if people wanted hats or embroidered products, we'd actually use um, Printful to... Mm -hmm. um, you know, put those listings on our site or on their our partner stores, and then people who purchased it, we would just do the whole process of placing the order with Printful, and they'd ship it to the end user. So we've done yeah. some drop shipping here and there to supplement some products, bas- yeah. basically because we didn't want to say no, right? Yeah, <laughs> to clients. So we we used that. So it, it worked uh, really well, and it's interesting because what we're doing, and we'll get to what our business model is, but what we're doing is is in tandem with the drop shipper like you said you're using mm-hmm. this for for those lines of shirts that you, you have out there so yeah. um we're kind of the, the flip side of that coin but before we get there 
the second would be the hobbyist, and that would be kind of the, the person that has the side hustle. Mm-hmm. The you know the Etsy store they they like to you know I, I know my one of my uncles likes to wood carve. He has an Etsy store. He mm-hmm. he does that on the side. So um, tell us a little bit more about the hobbyist and what that business model might look like for someone that's in that sure spot. you alluded to it um i mean it could be as simple as you know your grandma who loves to knit sweaters <laughs> you know and she literally does she knits sweaters and then she says she has quantity one of this sweater and right. puts it on or puts it on etsy right. and sells it until she has another one <laughs> um you know or the wood carver you know like you were saying uh, for me it was um i kind of I started it started doing it with mugs and I just bought some presses and a, a sublimation printer or actually I bought a regular Epson printer that I converted into a, a, right, a sublimation printer yeah. and I was printing off um, you know prints and then sublimating and pressing them in the mug and sticking them in a box and shipping them off to my customers and right. it was kind of it was it was a hot, it was kind of a side hustle to my main gig, right. which was the arbitrage side of my my business. When I was still going and trying to, you know, buy as many products as I could and private label different things, um, and try to bring as many products to market as I could, I slowly was building these listings for these right. different designs um, because I had I had had a merch account that I had put all these designs on shirts and I had all these designs and I was like, how can I monetize these, these right. assets that I have? And so I decided, well, maybe I could do it through, you know, and it was a low, the, the cost was low. I think the press was, um, I bought a, a cheap eBay one for like a hundred bucks. Right. Um, and I bought a print, the printer I bought was like a hundred bucks and I needed another $25 kit to convert it or something yeah. like that. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I was pretty much off to the races. And so, that you know but you you can also do that with with sublimation with a flat press you know you could do uh cell phone covers or like we were talking about earlier you could do um uh pillowcases you know with a sublimation with a flat yep. press um the flat press is going to be a little more than a mug press m- most likely yeah. um but i mean there's a lot of options where you could kind of supplement an existing uh stream of income um or you know your your nine to five with kind of an evening hobby hobbyist mindset that you're building a business but you're just kind of doing it on the side so that's kind of what we're talking about when we when we talk about hobbyist it's it's kind of a a little bit of the next step past drop shipping but it's also it's almost it's almost a totally different lane. You know, you don't have to do one or the other, and you could also do both. Right. <laughs> you know, because you could you could just do mugs, but then maybe you drop ship all your t-shirts, she- t-shirts right. something yeah. like that. Yep, totally. And it's a great place to start as well, especially if you're wanting to figure out if you actually like this idea of of print on demand, totally, and selling instead of putting all your eggs in one basket. You know what I mean, and then kind of being like, uh, you know, six months later, being like, it turns out I hate sublimating puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> right, it, it's a good way to to kind of dip your toe into the the uh, the puddle there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think after that, and what the natural progression might be is if you are a hobbyist and then you continue to do it and enjoy it you expand your products that you offer you end up becoming kind of a production facility or even a print partner where you become the person that's then drop shipping mm-hmm. for other people you're bringing on because you you've expanded your line to 
multiple products, t-shirts, mugs, hats, whatever, whatever it is that you get into. Yeah. And then you're producing your own stuff. You're selling it on your own channels. And, but then you also bring on other partners and clients, which is where we kind of, well, it's where we found ourselves with what for apparel is we brought everything in house. Mm -hmm. We print our own t-shirts, which when COVID hit, one of the first things, I think one of the first things that Amazon shut down was merch by Amazon. Yeah. And so the only shirt listings that were left on Amazon were people like us who were printing them and shipping them ourselves. Mm-hmm. Or, or FBA sellers that or, had screen printed had, a bunch yeah. and sent them into yeah. the fulfillment centers right. previous to yeah. COVID. Right. Because once COVID hit, was, you couldn't even, couldn't you couldn't send, send things in to, right. to the fulfillment centers yeah. to, to, for, for customers. Yep. You had to be merchant fulfilled. You had yep. to fulfill them yourself. Yeah. And we, we haven't um, sent bulk of any design into FBA up to this point. I think doing it with mugs can be a good idea for Q4. Mm-hmm. Um, but the challenge with shirts is is the sizes and the colors. So there's just so many different yeah, choices. You know, everybody gets the same unless size you're mug. Gonna list it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unless you're going to list a shirt that's just one color and you can send in a bunch of sizes, yeah. like yeah. you said, with screen printing them. That's fine, but when you're doing when you're offering six colors a listing and all mm-hmm. this other stuff, it's just it's a whole different rodeo. So, but when COVID hit, um, we got just insanely busy, like 60, 70 shirts a day wow. um, from Amazon, only specifically, and not including the other channels. So um, that's kind of where we found ourselves is producing our own stuff, selling it on our own channels. But then, as we talked about in episode three, doing more of the affiliate or influencer marketing, rather, and bringing on people mm-hmm. to that have a brand, like you said, the the dropshipper who might have a TikTok following or an Instagram following, they're looking for someone to mm-hmm. dropship their products. That's kind of the lane that we've stepped into. And it's it's kind of the, uh, to, to, <laughs> to use a term that your wife has used in the past, kind of a big boy, it's kind of the big boy business out of the three, you know, it's not, yeah. the, it's not the, yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's tons of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not to say that if you're doing any of the two, it's, it's not to, to shame or anything, but when you move, when you're doing that, you're, you're now having to pay for employees and, house inventory mm-hmm. and it's just a huge step you up need the space for, for all the equipment yeah you need space for the, the printers and the presses and the dryers and right. the mug ovens and all that stuff so it's just that's a huge step up from mm-hmm. the other two you know models that we talked about um what are your thoughts when you were about print partner you've you've yeah. done that you've done the production facility you've been there um you've kind of done all three really so yeah. what's your insight into uh this this particular model. Yeah, I think I think when you when it when it all boils down to or, or this whole episode really or this whole topic really boils down to kind of like what we said. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to have a a large business with lots of employees, making a lot, you know, potentially making a yep. lot of money, having a lot of customers, um, you know, which is totally doable in the yep. print on demand industry and you, yeah. you guys are well on your way um, I mean you're you're there and you're growing and you're right. scaling um, that's one way that you can you know I, I know I know Jason your your partner uh, in the business really has a desire to employ a lot of people you know a lot of people that may not have a lot of options with employment right you know and so that's his that's one of his 
his goals. And so he's building a business where he can um, kind of get to the place where he can employ people to get right. to the place where he can fulfill those goals and those dreams that right. he has. Yeah. Um, for me, I was kind of on that same path and uh, I, you know, I had my own facility. I had, you know, the mug oven and the printer and all that stuff and was, um, you know, going gangbusters. Um, and, uh, and I kind of came to a place where I was like, I don't know that this is where I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have more of a lifestyle business um, right. idea for my life. So right. I can like, you know, and um, I mean, it's not to say you can't take vacations if you have a big scalable business, but, yeah, you know, just it takes let, a while to get to that point. It does. It does. And, you know, there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of moving pieces and it's a lot easier to just bring your laptop, you know, a few yeah. A few weeks ago, my whole family went down to Manitou Springs for four weeks. Yeah. You know, in a couple couple weeks, uh, my wife and I are going to go to Breck, Breckenridge for a few days, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I don't really have to like consider anything. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I mean, there's a benefit to that. Now, yeah. y- you know, your margins take a hit and all of that, sure. but um, but it's that but quality it's, of life yeah, lifestyle. It trade-off. is. It's a it's a trade off. It's you know. And, and so that is kind of what the, I think this whole topic boils down to is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to have a lifestyle business or do you want to have a big, um, a big business that you're really, um, you know, with a lot of moving pieces, but you have the opportunity to really, uh, bless a lot of people right. through your business, right. you know? And so, and, and I don't think either one of those is wrong. Nope. Um, and I think that there are also different levels mm-hmm. to both of those. There is kind of that intermediate hobbyist that is almost like a print partner. You could be a print partner as a hobbyist. Yeah. You could take on other people's mugs if you had a press. And, yeah, totally. you know, I mean, you could do some of that. Um, and, and at the same time, you could also be drop shipping, you know, other products, too. Right. So there's, there's a whole gamut of opportunity in this industry um, but it really does boil down to, and this, I, that's what we're trying to drive home is, is what are your goals? You know, what kind of business do you want to, yeah. is, is this just a side hustle for you? If yeah. so, that is awesome. Yeah. That is totally cool. There's keep ways your, to make that work. Yep. Keep your day job, um, and just bring in, you know, enough money to pay for your car payment or your house payment, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and that is awesome. Yep. You know, and if you have bigger aspirations for, larger business and, 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 and different things. That's totally cool too. And you can get there too. Um, it really just boils down to making the choice. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. 100%. I know for, you know, you mentioned Jason and, uh, his, his goal for wanting to hire a lot of people and, and, and bless a lot of people. And that that's both of our desires to grow that and we're in the right direction. And like you said, you can, um, you know, when you're doing, you know, like you said, the lifestyle business where you just kind of want to be able to go and not have to really think about well, who's on production and who's on and what mm-hmm. are we going to, you know, that that's something that I know Jason and myself have considered. And we obviously, I, I would say maybe three to five years are going to be able to be like, we'll be in 20 hours a week, hmm. but we'll have the justification and right to do that because we spent three and a half years <laughs> getting to that place printing it ourselves running all the machines doing everything so there is that trade-off like you said like yeah. if you if you think that you're going to open a print business and just be able to kind of 
and and house all the production and set it and forget it and you're just going to make get rich quick and you're going to have all these <laughs> things that's certainly and and, and none of, and, and none of these options and models we're talking about that's certainly not a reality as far right. as there's a lot of work to be done regardless yeah, regardless of which way you go there's mm-hmm. lots of work there's lots of learning there's learning curves there's you know perfecting the art of printing and vinyl cutting yeah. and embroidery and, and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so I think it very much is you know choose which direction you want to go but then like you said allow yourself to change lanes on on that highway I guess like you alluded yeah. to in the beginning like that lane can morph it can change and even for you you had the ability, which is awesome, to say, hey, time out. I'm going to go take a step in this direction because I realize I'm not I'm not going to go down with the ship just because of I feel like I should or, or a pride yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like sure. you're able to just say, this is actually what I'm going for, and I'm just going to go back to this space, which is, which is awesome because it meets what you, what you want to be when you grow up. You mm-hmm. want to be the, the lifestyle business, like you were saying. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just just reiterate, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. You know, I think we've, we've kind of probably beaten that horse <laughs> to death. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, 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 it does. The only wrong answer, I think, is... Um, inaction. Inaction. Yeah, yeah. or being, being undecided. Undecided, and, just or, or, not doing anything. Or paralysis, or analysis paralysis. Right. You yeah. know, oh, which one do I want to be? Uh, 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 and you never make the decision. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I, you you kind of alluded to this, but whichever one of these you really want to do, if if you really want to be in print on demand, um, you know, you've heard this said before. The best time to start was five years ago, and the second <laughs> best time is right now. Right now. Yeah. You know, and because you have a long road ahead of you, <laughs> if you want to, you know, even if you want to just make enough money on the side to pay your car payment, right. that's not that's not just going to happen overnight. That's right. going to take some time. Now, it's not going to take as long as it's going to take for you to be able to, you know, put your whole, uh, you know, have a production facility right. and all of this right. stuff. It's not going to take that long, but it's it's still going to take some time. You got a lot ahead of you. You know, there's the designs, there's what are you going to print it on? What how are you going to get your customers? You know, how are you going to logistically get the orders to the printer? And I mean, just, right. there's just a lot of questions that come up yeah. regardless of what model you go for. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the the only wrong choice is to not to choose. Not, to just be passive and, and not not jump in. Totally. Um, yeah, that's, that's the key. And that's something that I've heard, I mean, you know. I'm on a, every business I, podcast. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if you, if you if you guys listening don't know who he is, look him up. He is a kick you in the face, yep. motivational, just get after it type of dude. That if you no need, excuses, if you need someone to, to motivate both you, motivate you, and also give you a kind of a kick in the ass for not doing something <laughs> he will simultaneously do that and you will leave feeling great so, <laughs> so go, go check him out but yeah um you know there there is no wrong answer other than in, uh, in action yeah and hopefully this podcast has or this episode has kind of helped you kind of maybe dial in where which direction you want to go um, which is the ultimate goal, I think, is for us to help you kind of give you that nudge or give you the nudge to leave the nest and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you guys have any questions, 
you uh, you know that you can email Travis and myself at info at printondemandcast.com. You can find the podcast, our website, at print on, printondemandcast.com. And um, as always, thank you so much for listening. If you found this information helpful, if you found this episode helpful, um, if you find us to be uh, mildly informative and or entertaining, <laughs> uh, please write either one, <laughs> either one or both. Both or is both. great. Both, both is better. <laughs> let us know which one is more of which uh, <laughs> when you write us and leave us uh, a review on iTunes. Very, very helpful. Helps our metrics uh, very much to get this content out to more people like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, Travis, before we hit the outro music, do you have anything else? I'm just really excited to hot tub with you, Josiah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to leave that at that. We'll let your minds wander, and we'll give you a recap next week. See you later. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the print-on-demand cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.